0: I'm so excited about this workshop. Personally, we just had our finance virtual squad meeting a couple months ago, and so many of you had an interest in investing your money. So public.com is gonna lead us into how to make it easy and just less stressful, and just what investing your money means when you're in your 20s. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be doing this presentation for you today uh, as part of the virtual grad party. If you're interested in investing, confused about the options out there, trying to make sense of things before you enter the world and formally enter adulthood, um, I'm here to show you the ropes and show you about uh, the product I work for and just talk generally about investing and have a candid conversation about women and investing in particular. So this will be about 20, 30 minutes. Um, I'm leaving my contact information at the end. I really hope some of you guys reach out, would love to help in any way possible, and congratulations on graduating. So I always like to kick things off with a little exercise. Um, And and usually in person it's a little easier, but just take a moment and close your eyes and picture an investor, someone who invests in the stock market, um, and take a moment and do that, and really think about what that image is in your mind chances are it looked like something like this. Uh, people screaming on the trading floor, some sort of 80s, 80s Wall Street movie montage, the guys in the blue jackets crying or their heads in their hand. These are all the images that historically and traditionally we think of when we think of investing. And I think it's quite obvious that these images don't look like women. They don't might not look like you or your friends Um, and just having these images emblazoned in our brains for years and years and years can create a psychological barrier when we think about investing we automatically think that's not something that's for us that's not something that's available for us and the purpose of today and what i really want to do today is help you kind of see that that is not true we need to erase these images (laughs) Um, Because investing, and especially investing today with new technologies, it's very different than what you see here. So before jumping into the conversation about um, the app I work for and just general investing concepts, I want to talk about who's investing in America right now. Pew Research just came out with some new numbers, and I think it's important just to level set before we get into that of who's actually investing. So half of all US households invest, that includes investments made through 401k, retirement accounts, and traditional brokerage accounts. So half the country isn't investing at all. And as you can see here, investing is really something that is way more prevalent um, the more income you have, and that's due to the fact that historically it's taken a lot of money to get into investing. There used to be account minimums. You used to have to pay an advisor. There were commission fees. Um, and so what we're seeing happen is more and more people um, of all classes investing, but we're still, we are still have a lot of ways to go. Same thing when you look at investing by race. Uh, people of color are far less likely to invest. And then by age, I mean, this is somewhat expected since you're kind of building your career in your 20s, um, but only 45, 41% of people under 35 invest. And that's significant because one of the, the fundamentals of investing is the idea of compound interest, the idea that your investments grow over time. The more time you have in the market, if the market's going up, um, the better off you are down the road. So the earlier you, you start, the better, as long as it's, it's a, a market that's going up. Um, you know, past performance in the market is not a guarantee, but historically, the market's gone up over time. And so starting early and being diligent early is something that a lot of people strive for. But as you can see, it's tough to do, especially when you're graduating college and you have student loans. Um, and so there's still a lot, of, uh, a lot of people in our age group, um, especially in your age group, who are investing. And most people just coming out of college, of course, aren't either. And this is the big one I want to talk about with you all. Women invest 40% less than men across the board. And so again, talking about compound interest over time, this is, this is potentially more dramatic than a wage gap because not investing over years and decades can lead to huge gaps in wealth when we get into retirement. And, There's really no reason for it other than historically investing has been something that's marketed to men. But in fact, there's been studies that show that women who do invest tend to outperform men. Um, So this is not a man's game. This is not something that women aren't capable of doing. It's just that the system in the past was, was built in such a way that women were not part of the equation and now we're catching up. So, it's not your fault if you're, if you're not interested in investing or if you don't feel like you know about investing. If you went on YouTube today, um, this 2020, these are still some of the images you will see if you look up how to invest in the stock market or stock market investing. I mean, it's, it's not crazy to think that after years and years and years growing up seeing these images, it's hard to see yourself in those people's shoes. Um, there's there's so much um, going on right now that's improving the situation. There's companies like LVEST, there's um, female financial influencers that are doing a great job. But the lion' share still kind of looks like this. And so I think the big takeaway is it's not your fault if you feel like this is something that's out of reach. This has just been how it's been for so long. And um, just recognizing that is a great first step. So today, I want to quickly talk about what is investing super high level. I want to talk about how investing is changing and what's different and why that matters for you. And I also want to tell you about my company public, um, which makes it possible to invest with just $1 if that's all you have. And then at the end of this, I have a a little gift for you guys, um, to start your investing journeys. I'm not sure kind of what level everyone's at here. I'm sure some of you are business students. Um, You might not be a business student. So starting real quick at the top, what is a stock? When companies raise money to grow their businesses, they can do it in a couple of ways. They could go to private markets. And so with a startup such as the one I work at, we raise money from venture capitalists and that funds the growth of our business. Another way to do it is through a public offering, which makes it possible for people in the public to buy shares of stock in your company. And that's what we're talking about mostly today, investing in the public markets. So if there's a public company, everyday people can own a piece of that and um, help the company grow that way. The share price of companies are determined by a lot of factors. There's supply and demand, things happening in the news, external events like the coronavirus pandemic um, all of these things factor into the perceived value of a company as dictated by the market. When companies proceed on their path and if they're growing, they might reinvest the money that they're making, the profits, back into the business. Other companies pay back some of those profits as dividends. So if you hear the word dividends, some stocks pay you back for investing. And if the company increases in value, the shares uh, uh, the value of your shares will go up. And the same is true the other way. If the value of the company goes down, the value of your shares go down. This one's important. I think when we, especially when we look at those images I showed you guys, there's the concept investing is a broad term. It could mean a lot of things. And there's two kind of spheres that are really dominant investing. There's the idea of trading, like a day trader. And then there's investing, which is more long term. If you see an image of somebody or know somebody who has like an E-Trade account and they're day to day in it, in the charts, making moves, buying and selling with high frequency, they're likely more of a trader. Um, So their typical time horizon is they're looking for short term wins. They want to make some money quickly, reinvest elsewhere and keep moving. Um, In terms of the level of effort day to day, it's kind of high because you're studying the charts, you're keyed in, timing is everything, and it's generally a riskier kind of situation because you're placing bets. This other idea of investing more in the long term is more of a mid to long term game. You're trying to build your wealth over time. You're trying to place a bet in a company that you believe in for the long term, not next week, not even next month years um, the day-to-day level of effort for something like this is low because you usually inv- you do a little research you believe in the company you make an investment and then you hold and holding just means waiting and if you believe in that company you will believe that time is on your side um, and because of this the risk profile for something like this is generally safer there's all sorts of kinds of investors out there. I'm personally more of a long-term investor. Um, and kind of the most of the conversation today will kind of focus on, on that aspect. Um, but just wanted to call out that these two things are very different. Cause sometimes when you talk about getting into investing, people think, oh, I need to be, you know, in front of my charts all day. That's that's not true. That's really only true if you're a, a trader. And you've probably heard a lot about the stock market lately. Um, it's been a wild few months. Um, the market, um, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is an average of all these big companies in the public markets, supposed to be a metric for the overall direction of the of the, the stock market. The Dow Jones was was doing really really well up to early twenty twenty, and then um, as the coronavirus really grew and the concerns around that grew, it took a big dive in March, um, and. And in March and throughout April, it was kind of up and down. Now it's going back up again. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You can ask the smartest financial advisor in the world. Nobody knows what's going to happen next because no one has a crystal ball. Um, But when you think about the market, it's good to think about the context of the long term and what does the market look like over many, many, many years. So this view is helpful. And we've highlighted kind of some of these other economic events similar to the coronavirus. No two events are alike. Um, But as you can see, over time, the market tends to go up on average. Um, There's ups and downs daily, monthly, um, but the general trend is uh, about 7 to 10% annual returns to investors on average. Now, that's not true for every single stock. That's the aggregate. Um, But if you kind of think about the stock market this way, um, you can kind of have some more context about what's happening. And if you're interested in learning more about kind of what happened in the market back in March and how to make sense of it, um, we have a great uh, article in our Learn section on the website um, where you can read more about that. We interviewed some financial advisors to get the scoop on that. So check that out at the link on the slide. When this big dip happened in March, what we saw in the next month, month and a half, was a surge in interest of a lot of young people in the market. And that was because a lot of people saw it as an opportunity to get in when the prices were lower than they were at. Um, These people believe that the market will go back up. And so saw this as an opportunity. Um, We saw this at, at public, and I'll talk about our app in a little bit, but we grew a lot in that period. And there's been all this interest. And what's really interesting right now is the notion of investing in the stock market being a more mainstream thing. We think that's great at Public. We're trying to bring more people into the fold of investing. Um, But with that comes, you know, the need to to build financial literacy, understand how this works, um, and kind of make sure you're armed with information before getting in. Which takes us to Public. Public is a social investing app for investing in stocks and ETFs. You might've heard the word ETF before. It's just an acronym that means exchange traded fund. You can think of it as a basket of stocks and the stocks could be within a certain category like consumer staples or esports, or a value. So for example, there's a a diversity index ETF we offer in public that allows you to invest in a basket of companies led by women. Um, So we offer stocks and ETFs and we offer the ability to invest in them um, with something that's called fractional shares. And I'll get to that in a bit, but that is an important piece because that lowers the economic barrier to entry um, for someone like you getting into investing. The big differentiator with us and other kind of um, apps like ours you might've heard about is that we're social. So there's a social feed where you can share why you invest and have conversations with other people, similar to a Venmo feed. Um, And we also have a chat function. You could start group chat messages. You could start a she-factor group about investing and have discussions there together alongside where you're actually investing in your portfolio. Big picture, we're here to make the stock market inclusive, educational, and fun. Um, I'll show you, but the the coolest thing about the app, I think, is that it provides an, uh, an opportunity for active learning. So you can passively learn the fundamentals and the concepts and read all these terms and it's super important to do that. But sometimes just doing it is the best way to learn. And because we have fractional shares, you don't have to put as much money in to to have that experience. So as I mentioned before, there's a lot changing in the stock market. There's a lot changing, evolving from those images I showed, which is great. Um, And some of the big events that have happened are the move to zero commission fees. So that just means that it used to be that every time you bought and sold something, there was a hefty fee associated with that. As there became more competition with more companies allowing you to do that, the costs went down and down and down. In the 90s, it was $20. Then it was $5. And then the last two years, pretty much commission-free trading. Zero dollars, you're not charged for buying or selling. Public is a commission-free uh, trading app. Then there's this next um, piece of fractional investing, which I'll I'll go over next. And then the the next frontier from that, we believe in terms of democratizing investing is the social layer, making it possible for people to have transparent conversations about investing with friends and experts and just getting those conversations in the open so we can all strengthen our literacy together. So fractional investing, you might've seen this term around if you're, especially if you're in business school it's almost like you can think about it as an Uber pool for investing. And so today, I I didn't look at the numbers from this week, but one share of Amazon stock I believe is around twenty five hundred dollars. It's pretty crazy because when I made this this presentation a couple weeks ago, it was closer to two thousand. So if you want to buy one share of Amazon stock in the past in the past model, you would have to have twenty five hundred dollars in your bank account to invest, plus the commission fee. Um, As you can see, that made it virtually impossible for most individuals and families to have a piece of some of these popular high-flying stocks because their share price was so high. What Fractional lets lets you do is invest based on your appetite. So you can still believe in Amazon and still want to own a piece of that, but because of Fractional, you don't need to have all of the money for a full share. And how that works is a technology like public will break up these shares into tiny pieces and let you buy whatever you can afford. It might be a dollar. It might be $50. It might be $500. Whatever you, You will invest based on a dollar amount and not a share price. And so if you think about it with fractional, with $20, you can build a little portfolio with mini shares of the companies you believe in and learn as you go. And you actually own a piece of that share but what would cost you thousands and thousands of dollars in the past, even have that experience and learn might just cost you $20 now. And so this is huge in terms of getting more people actively learning and understanding how the stock market works. The social piece is really this idea of moving away from a do it yourself model to a do it together model. The social layer isn't for everyone. Some people view investing as a competition. They know something they don't wanna tell other people or they think it's taboo to talk about money. Um, and so if, if that's kind of the, the perspective you're coming from, the social piece is maybe not for you. But our hypothesis is that for a lot of people, especially in an uncertain economic environment, especially if you're new to investing, why not do it together? Why not start a group with your friends? Um, and so the social layer um, in public allows you to do that. And so public is the social investing platform. Um, as I showed you before, we're trying to bring investing to mainstream. That's why some of our lead investors are people like Will Smith, Sophia Amoroso, the CEO of Girlboss, JJ Watt, um, the NFL player. These are people who are in the mainstream of culture, and so. Having those people involved in our company is very strategic because we want to bring investing to the mainstream. Um, We're doing this through a social investing experience. We're building a great, broad, diverse community of investors and allowing for things like fractional, which lower the economic barriers to entry. So here's what the app looks like. As you can see, it's kind of breaking some of the norms of what you would expect in a brokerage account. If you saw your parents in a, a standard you know, stock investing platform, it definitely doesn't look like this. Um, A lot of people who sign on with public, the first thing they say is it feels very, very familiar. And that's because we are really optimizing for a human being to use this app. We're not optimizing for a profile of investor. We're not trying to kind of build on what has already existed. We're creating something entirely new, but something that feels like other apps that you're using. So in this first panel, if any of you you use Pinterest, you'll remember the onboarding process for that where you picked a few things you were interested in and then they curated a starting experience for you so you weren't just dropped onto a blank canvas. Same thing with public. When you sign on with public, you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, the companies you're interested in, maybe you like Apple products, the values you care about, maybe you're into sustainable businesses, Um, there's also trends you can you can um, tap on people pick a few of these we curate the starting feed for you and so going on to this third panel here you'll see that um, it's it's a social feed that's built around the things you care about and the people you follow Um, and so you can see here that when people buy or sell something on public they have an opportunity to explain why so very similar to Venmo the only kind of social chatter you're seeing is associated with an actual legitimate investment someone made so it's unlike twitter in that you can just tweet whatever you want you know you could tweet an article without ever having read it and no one would know with public it's very verified because we're a brokerage firm so like you when you sign up it's it's legit everyone every user is a verified investor verified individual and so every action you're seeing your feed is something that someone has actually taken. Now, if you look here, you'll see there's no dollar amounts. There's just a high level they invested or they sold in something. But we're not here to kind of disclose the exact dollar amounts because that sort of takes away from the democratization aspect of this. Everyone should be able to talk about what they're investing in and not feel bad about it. When you go to invest in public, it's Very easy to do, you can do it with a few taps. Um, So this example here shows you, um, if you want to invest in Apple, which I think the stock is maybe around $500 right now. Say you have $25, you wanna just get started, get your feet wet, tap $25. Then we'll prompt you, You know, why did you invest in Apple? Why do you believe in this company? Then you can choose to explain why. You might believe in the leadership, you might think that there's a big product opportunity coming um if you don't want to share why that's okay too you would just simply tap the public button at the bottom and market is private but a lot of people love sharing why they invest it's a great way to um showcase some of the research you've put into your your investments talk through your your theses why you believe and when you post that it opens up the this um opportunity for a broader conversation in the community and you get a lot of people asking questions and just seeing how other people think about investing is so helpful um, to kind of just see how they're mentally thinking about these things and not necessarily copy everything you see, um, but learn about kind of how other people are thinking about investing um, to build your own method. This new feature we just announced is amazing and I think it's gonna be great for communities like SheFactor. So Messages is essentially a chat function that's designed for investors. if you're already investing or know people who are, you'll know that people are already talking about this stuff. They're doing it in text messages. I have an Instagram DM thread with my cousin that's like investing chatter, which is crazy because it's, why are we doing that in Instagram? There's no real reason. Um, So we built our own messaging um, and chat function. And as you can see, it's really cool. You can tag companies, you can even build with a couple taps, a dynamic chart to share. You can tag other investors in our community to reference their portfolios. You can add people. Every group has a link, um, sort of like Zoom, that you can share. So if you start an investing group with some people you've connected through SheFactor and you want to broaden, you can create your link and share it out to your friends on text or in a newsletter or on social, and then those people will be able to join the chat. Um, And again, we just think talking about this stuff is so helpful. Bouncing ideas, sharing ideas. Being an active investor doesn't mean you're buying and selling stocks every single day. It could just mean you're following companies and having these conversations that are really educational and, and helpful in building your financial literacy. And so the community for us is really the secret sauce. And um, what we really want to be doing is building a diverse, inclusive community of investors. When you come into public, you should see people that look like you. You should also see people that don't look like you. I think breaking out of this homogenous sort of sphere of investing is huge. And just seeing people who you can relate to is such a big um, psychological benefit um, to investing in a community. Um, So, as you can see, and as you see if you join that platform, it is a broad group of people, and the power of that lies in the diversity of thought. When you have a lot of people together with a lot of coming from a lot of different areas of expertise, and you bring that together, it's super powerful. And I'll show you a quick example here. Spill this. Oops. Okay. So, here's me in the middle. This is me and my little hypothetical portfolio. These are actually companies I've owned in the past or still invest in. Um, my background's in marketing. I really love Pinterest as a platform, and I think as a marketing platform, they have so much opportunity, and so I invest in them because I think their value is going to go up. I also really love Peloton's business. I think you know the surge of interest they've gotten since uh, the coronavirus started is is very big to pushing them forward and giving them an early adopter advantage in at home fitness, and so I own them too. But those are things I personally know about and care about. But there are so many other companies, so many other industries that I'm curious about. I just don't know anything about them. And so, if I have a friend who works in product at a streaming entertainment company like this woman on the left, and she invests in Roku. Or Activision, which is an esports streaming company, I'm definitely paying attention to what she's saying because that's her area of expertise. Same thing if you have, you know, a friend who maybe works at the Mayo Clinic and is really embedded into healthcare. You know, I don't know anything about that, but I know there's some really interesting companies there. She might tell me about something that Abbott Labs is working on, or maybe Regeneron. Um, these are companies that I don't, I don't know how to make sense of them, but she can kind of help me explore those. Same thing with, you know, a friend who might work in luxury design. Um, The Real Real is a really interesting company I discovered on public. They're a digital consignment shop. Again, not my world, but when you're surrounding yourself with people who know about specific pods of um, expertise and you're able to connect and share ideas with them, it unlocks so much opportunity to learn and discover companies that you might want to invest in too. Quick case study, Um, this is really recent. I was recently reading a marketing trade publication about Elf Beauty. Assume you guys know Elf Beauty well. Um, I remembered them just from growing up as being like a cheap brand that was kind of in the the back of the shelf at like a Walmart. Um, And then over the years, I noticed they were starting to do things differently. A couple years ago, I noticed they had retail shops. And then I read this article about how they're just crushing TikTok. And they're really using content in interesting ways. And then I went on their website and saw they had like a very robust loyalty program. And then their prices were super affordable. And so I started thinking, you know, I'm going to place a little bet on this company. Um, I personally believe that makeup will be impacted by, you know, the coronavirus. But I also think it's somewhat recession proof. Um, People still want to wear makeup. But what might change is like their appetite for price and affordability, and they might want to look for cheaper products. Again, I'm not, an, I'm not a financial expert. This is my personal just hunch. Um, so this is definitely not investment advice. This is kind of just showing you how I was thinking about this when I made this investment. So when I made this investment, I think the share price was about $12. I read a little bit about kind of the price target, which is where analysts think the, the value should be. Um, the analysts were saying the target should be more like sixteen or seventeen dollars, and so I kind of got interested. Um, and I thought, you know, if they're at twelve dollars now, I kind of think this company could be growing, and I'm going to invest a little bit and just put a little bit in, and see what happens. Um, and so I think I maybe bought like a couple of shares. Wasn't a lot of money. They then had their earnings call last week. As it turns out, they're outpacing their category in terms of sales, despite. coronavirus they're definitely still impacted negatively but they outperformed their expectations Um, and so it just so happened that that was a good investment but I'm I'm holding on to it for the long term but this is just an example of investing in what you know what you care about investing doesn't have to be kind of cold and sterile it can be fun it can be a way to explore your interests um, and there are so many companies out there like Elf that most people don't even realize are public companies. So another cool thing that happened with Elf was I invested in it on public and explained why, as you saw. And some other people said they were already investing or they were interested. And now we had a little cluster of people to talk through, like, okay, do we think what do we think this company is gonna do? Um, we realized there was an earnings call coming up. And so we actually set up a group chat for people investing or interested in Elf Cosmetics. And when the earnings call was taking place, we all were chatting about what we were hearing and what what to make of it. Um, And now we have a little group that where we can talk about things and we see a new ad campaign and we see a new product. Um, There's a group of people who all kind of share that same interest and we can connect on public. So that's just one of the groups I have on public. I have others with past coworkers. I have one with my cousin. Um, I have one about fitness industry trends and streaming media. And so you build all these little conversations and it's a really great way to dig deeper into the topics you care about. Another really interesting thing about public is the way we think about just stocks in general and discovering stocks. If you turn on Fox Business or NBC, you'll hear a lot of people talking about sectors These are not ways that people actually see the world unless you're living and breathing in the financial markets. And so with themes, we want to just group stocks, curate stocks based on the way you're actually living your life and experiencing the world. Um, And so it could be around specific interests. So we have a stock called Meatless Revolution that's around the plant-based food movement or Nom Nom Now, which is food delivery services. Um, You also might think about companies in terms of your values. So we have a combat carbon um, group that's all sustainable businesses. Um, Very relevant to this conversation is our women in charge theme, which is S&P 500 companies with female CEOs. So just browsing through these themes is a really great way, especially if you're just getting started to just know what's out there and how to think about them um, in a very low friction way. And when you see companies you're interested on public, You can tap a star button and put them on a watch list, and so you can get news updates and alerts when things happen around those companies, even if you're not investing. One of the final things about public that I want to talk about is this idea of a public portfolio. And so everyone who's on public who chooses to be public gets their own URL. So mine's public.com slash KDP. If you go there right now, you'll see all the things I invest in. Um, importantly to point out the numbers you see here are not the dollar amounts I've invested. We keep that completely personal to you in your own charts. These are the share prices. And so if you think about it, if, you know, voting for your, voting with your wallet is something that we're seeing more and more of people buying from companies that they actually believe in. The next phase of that is kind of in, is in the investing sphere and where are you investing your dollars? It's like, the next level of voting for your wallet. I believe in Microsoft so much that I consistently invest there. And yes, it's because I think it's a good business, but I also really respect their CEO. I think he's a really empathetic leader and I think he's doing amazing things. So being able to have this URL with where you invest is such an easy way to, it's it's almost like a simple form of self-expression. Another cool thing is, is that when you share this link and anyone who signs up through your portfolio, you get a free slice of stock. And so we'll, we'll give you stock rewards for making your friends investors too. And it's really easy to do through your public portfolio page. Parting thoughts. I think what I wanna leave you guys with is things to forget. I love like looking back and saying like, what would I have done differently? Um, being in your shoes, I graduated over 10 years ago. Um, And there was just so many things I wish I knew at that point. So I'm going to tell you some of the things I wish I knew, personal opinion, um, but hopefully it's helpful to you as you kind of step out into the next chapter. The first one is, if I don't know it now, I'll never know. You might think, you know, other people know about investing. I don't. I wasn't a business student. Maybe you studied, like me, you studied journalism or liberal arts, and you think, I'm gonna have to hire a professional for this in my life because it's, it's I'm never gonna know. You are not behind at all. And the power is in your hands to learn. Um, one thing I used to think is I, I, when I was younger, I used to kind of wait around for people to, to do things for me or people to offer knowledge for me. With the internet now, all that knowledge is like out there for you to just take and there's never been so many resources to learn Um, And so going into this next point of, you know, I can't afford an advisor or a coach, so I'll never learn. Total myth. There are so many podcasts, so many influencers, so many books. You can really build your own financial literacy stack. And through just, you know, a few hours a week, you could really, really arm yourself with information. And information is power. um, And it's all there for you to take. Um, and you are not behind, and you are fully capable. And so if this is something you're interested in and you want to do, um, it's not too late. You don't need a ton of money to learn, and you could get started today. And I think just being in this session is a good first start. The third point I want to say about investing in general is um, the idea that, you know, I don't even make enough money or have enough money saved to even start. That definitely used to be true. You used to need to have, you know, several thousand dollars just at your disposal to get started. When we talked about fractional investing, that just blew that myth completely out of the water, because if you have $1, you can invest in something. You could buy a fractional share of any company with $1 in public. So it's, it's not a matter of like an economic barrier to entry anymore to even get started. And like I said, with a small amount of money, you can really have that active learning experience. Again, nothing's guaranteed. The stock market's not guaranteed. There will always be risk. Even though it's gone up over time to this day, tomorrow is not guaranteed. So that's important to understand. However, if, you put, if, you're, if you're not putting as much skin in the game and you're saying, I'm going to put $20 towards this over the next few months and play around with it, that might be a risk you're willing to take in order to kind of build your financial literacy. And so don't, don't think you, you need a ton of money to get started. It's not true. And then the last one, Um, this was really big in my household growing up. We did not talk about money. It was very taboo. Um, And that is a very traditional kind of uh, mindset to have. Many of you probably grew up in families where it was the same. It was perceived as rude to talk about money. I think there's talking about money in a sense of I have this much. How much do you have? Um, And then there's talking about money concepts. Talking about money concepts should be happening. It's a great way to learn, um, and it took me many, many years before I even have talked about investing or saving or budgeting with any of my friends. Um, and it's really changed over the years. But sometimes the best way to learn is to, through your peers. Uh, maybe you have a friend who read an article. Maybe you know someone who took a course. Um, you don't have to disclose your personal financial information to have conversations about investing. And so what public is doing in particular is bringing these. Um, conversations about investing alongside your portfolio, giving you the tools to connect with other people, build groups with your friends and grow together because it doesn't have to be an experience that you have just by yourself. You don't have to go it alone. Finally, I wanna share with you guys this link. So if anyone here is interested in trying out a public app, starting your investing journey, uh, public is a free app for iOS and Android. You sign up for free, there's no account minimums. And if you go through this link, you'll start with $10, $10 worth of free stock. So you'll go through, sign up, you'll pick a company you want the $10 applied towards to invest in, and then you can get started there. Um, and so just go to this link and give it a, give it a shot if that's something you're interested in. Um, it's valid for US residents 18 and up and accounts subject to approval and if you do sign up for the app. I would love to hear from you. Um, I love talking to people, especially you know, young adults, um, especially young professional women. If you download the app, give it a shot. Tell me what you think. My email's here. We have swag kits. Give me, an e- give me, um, give me a note. Um, I'll write back and I'll send you a swag kit because that feedback is super helpful. We're building public for you. Um, And so any feedback you have on the app or the experience, please let me know. Questions about just career marketing, which is my background, anything, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, There's my email there. And finally, congrats. You all are graduating during such a weird time. I graduated in 2008, which was the Great Recession, I think that was like nothing compared to this. This is just such a strange time, but you did it. And just sometimes just doing it is enough. And I think this situation, I can't even imagine what it must be like to have like a virtual grad party and not have these milestones with your friends, but you will be stronger for it. You're gonna be scrappier, you're gonna be tougher, and you're gonna be ready for anything. So congratulations, enjoy it. Um, And I hope to hear from you guys.